Welcome to the Homeschool Sanity Show, your weekly prescription for happier, healthier homeschool living. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. Hey homeschoolers, were you worried that I disappeared? I enjoyed an extended vacation that has made a huge difference in how I feel. Normally, I'm exhausted at the beginning of summer and I don't want to do anything. But this year, after two consecutive weeks off, I feel great. I highly recommend taking a real break from all the work and teaching you do so you can be refreshed too. This week, I am following up with more worries that keep us from homeschooling. If you haven't listened to part one, you'll want to. But first, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, the well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris. She has various planners for every homeschool need, and the prayer journal is brand new. In just a few minutes, I can't wait to tell you more about them. But now, let's jump in and chat about the worries that keep us from homeschooling. Worry number six is that the kids won't listen to you. That's a real worry. If your kids won't obey you, you're in trouble. You won't be able to get them to do schoolwork, chores, or the things that will keep them safe and healthy. So how can you homeschool if your kids won't listen to you? If that's your worry, homeschooling isn't the issue. If you send the kids to school and they won't obey you, how will you get them to do schoolwork, chores, or the things that will keep them safe and healthy? At one time, school teachers were able to discipline students. That's no longer the case. Teachers' hands are often tied in even depriving students of privileges. If there are no consequences in the home either, kids may continue to be defiant and suffer the results of an undisciplined life. If you don't discipline your child, no one else will. If you worry that your kids won't listen to you, you should worry, but only if you aren't willing to change that immediately. Require obedience. If your kids openly refuse to do homework or chores, remove a privilege that matters. In the episode I did on the top question parents asked me, I give you some ideas. But just to repeat, wait until your child asks for something, a snack, game time, a visit with a friend. The answer then is no. When your child asks why, explain that they didn't obey. Let them pitch the biggest fit, but the answer is still no. You can switch the order for kids who aren't openly defiant and refuse to grant privileges until the schoolwork or chore is done. Stop worrying that your kids won't listen to you and start making discipline a key part of your homeschool today. Worry number seven is that children will be unhappy being homeschooled and will want to go to school. Let's first discuss the worry that our children will be unhappy being homeschooled. I had this worry for years 
and it was completely unnecessary. Here's why. It's normal for kids to be unhappy doing school. It's normal like it is for adults to be unhappy going to work. Work is work. But kids and adults alike are unhappy in their free time too. We get bored doing the same things. It's not as exciting as we would like it to be. But for some reason, as homeschool moms, we think our kids have to be Disney World happy in their education all the time or we're failing. Wrong. My kids, like kids who go to public or private school, don't like some aspects of school. They complain. They try to put it off. That makes them normal. It doesn't mean I'm doing anything wrong. In fact, it means I'm doing something right. I'm disciplining them in the habit of learning and studying. This is not to say that I don't think learning should be fun. That's a soapbox for me and why I created Grammar Galaxy the way that I did. But discipline must accompany fun in a child's education. Don't worry if your child doesn't like homeschooling. Ask children who go to traditional school if they like it. Most of them will look at you like you're crazy and say no. You don't have to frantically pursue fun classes and curriculum in an effort to make kids happy in their homeschooling. Most likely it won't work anyway. But what if the unhappiness gets so bad that your child wants to go to school? Listen to the episode I did on this situation that you'll find in the show notes at homeschoolsanity.com slash stop worrying two. That's the number two. Stop worrying two. I lived through my child wanting to go to school and actually attending public high school. I wrote about the unexpected positive results from that experience and interviewed my son for the podcast as well. He just graduated from college, by the way, and is starting his career in sales. We're so proud of him. My son's desire to go to school was not because I failed in homeschooling him. In fact, he said that he loved being homeschooled. It served him well until he needed the opportunities available to him in high school. None of my fears about him going to school were founded. That experience was one of my sons attending one school, and I can't generalize my experience to you. However, worry doesn't serve any good purpose. So my daughter, who will be a high school freshman, told me she was wanting to go to school. I dropped her off to shadow for the day, and I wasn't worried. I had had a good experience with the school with her brother, but I was sad. So much so that I prayed for peace. God gave that to me immediately. I felt at peace when my daughter said she had made the decision to start high school there in the fall. A few weeks ago, though, she told me she had changed her mind and wanted to continue homeschooling. I immediately realized what a waste my anxiety and upset would have been. No wonder 
the Lord immediately gave me peace. Stop worrying about your child being unhappy and start homeschooling. Before we move on to cover the last three worries, I want to tell you more about my sponsor. A planner is not a planner unless it is a well-planned day planner. The well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris, is a homeschool mom who has a gift, and she shares her talents with us in her planner series. A few of the amazing planners available are the well-planned day, student planners, and even the high school four-year planner. The newest planner is the well-planned prayer planner with her all-in-one planner and organizer. Organize your day with a focus on placing God first. Journaling 101 as well as scripture verses permeate this beautiful book. Take it everywhere and you will have all the information you need at your fingertips. Best of all, it becomes a keepsake and wonderful guide for making prayer a priority. This journal is truly life-changing. Visit thewellplannedgal.com for more. I'll also be giving you an inside look at her high school planner on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash psycho with six. I'll also share the video in the show notes. Worry number eight is a big one. You're worried that your kids won't have enough friends as homeschoolers. I have to admit that I've worried about this a lot. At the beginning of my homeschool journey, all my homeschooling friends had girls and only girls while I had boys. I worried that they would have no male friends. Years later, my homeschooling friends all had boys and there were few girls for my daughter to be friends with. I worried that we wouldn't know where to make friends. Then a PE class led to friendships that led to a co-op in my home. Then those kids graduated, moved, or quit homeschooling, and I worried that my younger kids would have no friends. And I haven't been alone in this worrying. My husband is an extreme extrovert and worries when the kids don't have many homeschooled friends. He has wondered if the kids would be better off in school. If you share this worry, let me share some things to reassure you. God knows our kids need friends. He promises to meet all their needs. If he is calling you to homeschool, he will provide your children with friends. These are some of the ways God has provided friends for my kids. New neighbors with kids. Sunday school. Youth group. Sports. Homeschool classes reaching out to our local homeschool group, online friendships with my friends' kids, and jobs. If you're saying, but, right now, I get it. I've been in a place where my kids hadn't made friends in these ways too, or more specifically, what I considered to be enough friends. I've had the opportunity to see my adult introverted son's friendships develop. Until he was a teen, he had very few friends of his own. Most of them were his brother's friends. Now that he is in college, 
I'm amazed by the number of friends he has. What's interesting is that he has never once complained about having too few friends, nor was he affected negatively because he didn't have dozens of friends as a kid. If your child has a close friend or two and is happy, you don't have anything to worry about. If your child wants more friends, I recommend praying together first. Then look for them in one of the places I mentioned previously. Be patient. Friendships take time to develop. Stop worrying about your child's friendships and start homeschooling. Worry number nine is that your finances may not allow you to homeschool in the future. Worrying about what-ifs rob us of joy and opportunities now. Early in our marriage, my husband's fellow sales reps told him that the company he sold for was on the verge of being sold, meaning he would be out of a job. We worried about it. If that happened, we worried about paying our mortgage and me not working. We worried about it for 15 years when the prediction finally came to fruition. The company was sold and my husband was out of a job. Within a week though, he had another job that was far better than the one he'd worried about keeping all those years. This is not to say that we won't have a time that we have to work and homeschool or even give up our homeschooling because of finances. But worrying about it now will make homeschooling miserable. I know many homeschooling moms who have homeschooled their children on a modest single income. They didn't have all the luxuries we are told are musts, but they had the precious experience of teaching their children at home. Homeschooling can be very inexpensive and it is possible to earn an income while you teach. So stop worrying about finances and start homeschooling. The final worry I'll discuss today is about homeschool haters. I did an episode on handling them that I recommend to you. If we worry about people who aren't supportive of our homeschooling, we give them power. They feel emboldened to continue attacking our choice. Protect yourself legally. I recommend joining HSLDA. Follow your state's laws to the letter. Then, kindly set boundaries with people who attempt to interfere with your family's choice to homeschool. If you attempt to win a hater over, you'll likely continue to worry. I've heard from my listeners about family members who continue to hate on homeschooling even after their children have graduated and are successful in a career. If our happiness in homeschooling depends on pleasing anyone else, our happiness won't last long. Appeal to the Lord for protection from those who would give you grief. Then, stop worrying about homeschool haters and start homeschooling. If you have a problem with worry in general, 
I recommend that you listen to the episode I did called Help for Anxious Homeschoolers. You'll find it in the show notes at homeschoolsanity.com slash stop worrying too. Thanks again to my sponsor, thewellplannedgal.com for bringing you this episode of the Homeschool Sanity Show. But this is not goodbye quite yet. I have bonus content for this episode that I am excited about. One of the things I love about being a homeschooling mom is finding new curriculum and resources. Before I was a vendor myself, I loved strolling through the vendor hall and stopping at every booth. I loved listening to the sessions and the exhibitor talks too. Invariably, I would come away with ideas and materials that I was thrilled to use and tell my friends about. Some vendor halls today though are huge and it simply isn't possible to see what each booth offers. The internet too is a massive vendor hall that keeps some amazing resources hidden from view. I wanted to do something about that. I put out a call to homeschool publishers to share with us about their business and what it provides homeschoolers. I have been so excited about what I've heard so far. Listen to this unique vendor and keep listening to future episodes to what I'm calling a virtual vendor hall. Thanks, Melanie, for inviting us to share about Northwest Treasures. We have a very unique company. When it comes to teaching geology, many parents find themselves wishing that they could look the other way or just ignore it. It's got weird terms and invites your kids to consider that the earth is millions of years old. We're here to help you with that. At Northwest Treasures, we create geology kits and curricula primarily for use by homeschoolers. We have resources from pre-K through 12th grade, and all of these are taught from a biblical perspective. By that, we mean that we believe that our earth is approximately 6,000 years old and that much of what we see today in our world is a result of a worldwide flood that took place about 4,500 years ago. We have several types of resources for you. Some are more traditional with lessons and activities. One of our most popular kits in this vein is called Geology for Kids which is a study designed for 4th through 8th graders. It contains over 60 rocks, minerals, and fossils, along with the study materials and a journal. We also have kits that are less planned for you. We give you the materials and ideas for how to do a self-directed study. One of our most popular kits for this type of study is our Gems and Crystals set which has over 40 authentic gems and crystals, along with learning materials. Are you wanting to study the geology of your state? We have those for many of the states. These include maps and guides for finding the various samples around your state, along with representative samples. So, if you are from California or Montana, Wyoming, or even Hawaii, we have studies for you. We also have kits for some of our wonderful national parks like Yellowstone, Grand Canyon, and Mount St. Helens, to name a few. 
And we even have kits that combine history with geology, like mining in the Old West, or even the Lewis and Clark expedition. And finally, we have classes at Vimeo. Remember that all of these are from a young earth perspective. If you're looking for a tour or field trip, we do those too. In particular, we have family trips to Yellowstone each August. You can learn more about these resources at www.northwestrockandfossil.com. That's all spelled out. N-O-R-T-H-W-E-S-T-R-O-C-K-A-N-D-F-O-S-S-I-L.com. It really does matter how you teach geology. It is foundational to our understanding of, for instance, biology, paleontology, anthropology, and archaeology. There is no reason to apologize for standing on the truth of the Bible. But many flounder in their faith because they have not resolved some very basic issues that usually go right back to how we understand geology. There's no need to fear teaching geology with our kids. We believe that your faith will be strengthened and that all of your other scientific studies will be greatly enriched. Check us out at northwestrockandfossil.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me for the Homeschool Sanity Show. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.